Good morning, good afternoon, good night. This is the Craft Heads Podcast, episode 130. It's the podcast about nothing, but also about everything, where every episode is something different. This evening of October 10th, 2021, which by the way, this is my uh, one year anniversary uh, of getting married to Tara, which is super awesome. We have some guests in town. Uh, Zitchy, aka Matt, uh, literally a lifelong friend all the way back from like middle school, and his girlfriend Dom. They joined us this weekend to help us celebrate and just spend some time in Atlanta. Welcome, Zitchy and Dom. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming down to Atlanta. Tara might jump in later and you might hear some moans and sounds from James in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> we are currently just rotting in our dining, in my dining room with no air conditioning because I'm a poor person. So that part really that sucks. He is. We're making the best of a, of a lousy situation here and we're just glad to have this company. And... Um, the theme of this week's episode, or whatever's episode, I don't even know what the time frame is anymore, but we're going to talk about Dom specifically, her first, not only camping experience, but hiking experience. So let's introduce our drinks. Everybody knows the drill. We have an alcoholic beverage of some kind every episode, and usually some sort of a guided topic, and uh, we'll just dive right in. So I'll end with my drink. Dom, what are you drinking? I am drinking Monday Night Brewing Blind Pirate. It's a blood orange IPA. It is 7.4%. And what, what number is that for you today? Ooh, <laughs> I'd say four. Hmm, solid. Yeah, I had a couple sours previously. Good foundation. Mm -hmm. And Zitchy? Uh, Dogfish Head 90 Minute. Uh, it's on my third already, so feeling good. Good man. <laughs> I also had one of the 90 minutes that uh, Matt purchased earlier, so thank you for that. And I got a... A, a quote, variety pack of Wicked Weed, which we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's kind of a scourge in the beer world where I feel like sometimes all you can find is IPAs. And in this alleged variety pack, there were four different kinds of IPAs. I'm not sure how that's a variety, but the good news is I told you that our theme was going to be hiking and camping. And this is the Appalachia Session IPA. So that was the one good thing that came out of this variety pack. Looking forward to it. And uh, specifically, last night, or yesterday rather, we, we hiked and then camped out on Blood Mountain. We have mentioned this on the podcast before uh, several times. We've, we've gone with lots of different people. We have a couple of spots that we like to stay up there. But um, before we talk about the experience, I just want to say thanks for coming down, you guys, and cheers to both of you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Cheers. My Blood Orange IPA and your mm -hmm. Appalachia IPA were not a coincidence. Mm -mm. Maybe. Definitely not. <laughs> and... I'll say uh, this would be a good entry point for somebody who is dabbling or maybe even even isn't a big fan of IPAs because it's it's pretty light being a session and it's only four point seven percent actually for an IPA that's that's very light that's like a standard yep. beer. Yours so, is four point seven, mine is seven point four. Oh, that's strong for a sour. It, it no, this is the IPA. That's right, that's an IPA. Which you I'm not. A, a huge IPA fan, but this one is very good. I'm actually on my second. Earlier, you were drinking the the Doctor Robots. Mm -hmm. But um, anyhow, so you guys, just kind of let's dive right in. Having been, that, was that your first experience, first of all, on any part of the Appalachian Trail? Besides a wedding two weeks ago? Well, yeah. Like hiking? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and the other Absolutely. really cool thing that somebody, a lot of people might not know, is Blood Mountain is the highest peak on the Appalachian Trail in Georgia. So it's definitely a landmark and it's... A lot of people know it as a great hiking destination. It is no joke. Let's start with that. 
What did you think about, especially for your first time, Dom? Like, was it, did I describe it accurately to you when I said, like, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's pretty arduous? Yeah, um, I would like to consider myself physically fit, so I wasn't necessarily that nervous of the trail. Um, going up it, I did hate my life, but on our stopping points, it was beautiful, and you saying that other mountains are a little bit easier to hike is very promising for the future, mm-hmm. for me personally. And some, whenever you, you were tracking everything on your watch... Yes. What was the mileage and the timings and stuff? Uh, the first day was about 2.27 miles, and it took us, I want to say, two hours and 18 minutes. Coming back down today was also 2.27 miles. I tracked that perfectly, and nice. it was an hour and 11 minutes or something. Right, and the difference there being, I, I told both of them, and I was not exaggerating, it's straight up, it's like climbing stairs. Oh, it was Two miles doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's two mile, 2.2 miles of stairs. Yes. Nonstop. <laughs> Some thick stairs. Oh, yeah. The stuff at the gym Some that you step... Stairs. Oh, they were girthy. Yes. The first third is probably the roughest because that's the, I think, the thickest elevation change right off the bat. Yep. So um, my biggest thing is not having boots. I would definitely wear boots next time I was there. But uh, I don't know. Once you get through that first part, you kind of glide through the second and then the third part's pretty easy. I don't know. I thought for the most part, like besides the elevation, it didn't take that long as, as I thought it would. Yeah. Actually, Matt, I agree with you. Toward the end, I, I kind of hadn't really considered that. There are some parts that get a little bit uh, more slippery, and it's it's like flat rocks that you're going on. So especially if you don't have ideal footwear, it gets a little bit uh, a little hairier. But in, you're right. In the beginning, may, maybe from like the first third, once you're done with that, and then like through the second third, that's where it's like nonstop. And you're like, in some cases, like crawling over rocks yep like for big sure. ass rocks yeah yeah if i'd you're rather not... get the hard stuff out of the way first though yeah i kind of like that Agreed. because then it's over with and you're coasting through the rest mm-hmm. if you're not somebody that's used to exercise that's a very challenging first hiking experience yeah well, i would I, absolutely it, say and I, and I was excited to to do that for i mean matt and i used to camp out all the time you've heard some of those stories before like right next to where we lived we went down in the woods and everything and it it was fun but it was it wasn't super difficult to get there actually getting there was easy coming out was tough usually the next day a little bit hungover but um (laughs) the the funny thing um about blood mountain is i i have now hiked up it and camped out each time i think five times so i'll just call it a handful and each time it's there's something a little bit different, whether it's the weather or in the case of the first time that we did it, we did it in the pitch black. Like the sun was, it's not just that the sun was set, it was nighttime because we got up there late and we waited for another friend to join us. That was kind of spooky and probably not safe in hindsight, but whatever. And um, we've stayed at now three different sites up at the summit that we sort of bounce around between depending on what's taken, what's available and everything. And this time... It was really cool. We actually went back to the first campsite from the first time that we got up to the peak. Uh, It was that time that we went up at night and we just kind of were like, hey, we weren't familiar with the area. And we were like, we just got to find somewhere to put our shit down. And at first I was kind of like, oh, this is like literally my third choice. But it grew on me, not only coming full circle back to that site, but the newest and coolest thing that happened, you guys can jump in here, was the community aspect uh, of what happened. So you guys can tell, tell, tell the listeners what happened once we got up there. We made friends. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, pretty yes, much. We, yeah. <laughs> yes, we made friends. The starting with the the people in the site that we usually camp at. It was a group of I don't even know how many, three to five, like you, you know, young guys. Yeah, down Some, below. Yeah, down below, and they brought up a in a, a whole ass karaoke machine, and they even whenever they, we were. Go ahead. They sacrificed two gallons of water to carry up a karaoke machine. Yeah, exactly. In terms, and of I admire them for that. Yes. Question them a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> but we we got up there, and uh, when we were putting our stuff down, which was very close to their site, it's it's sort of out of sight in the sense that it's a little bit higher elevation. But you know, you're very close to each other overall. And they're like, "Hey, just to let you know, we're going to be doing karaoke." And I was like, "Knock yourselves out!" Like. I don't care. We'll be your judges, you know? So at one point of the night, I felt like I was at a bar on top of a mountain. Yeah. It was the craziest. That's a really good analogy for like that, like the, the thick of the the night. Yes. The vibes of just listening to no offense if you're listening, but drunk people singing was very much a bar scene at the top of a mountain. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And so the funny, the, the really cool thing was, you know, you're sort of feeling people out at that point. You're literally in the middle of nowhere. And, like, if something bad happens, your options are pretty limited. I mean, this is remote. I mean, when you get up to the top of this mountain, even if something... You're two miles away from safety. Yeah. And even if you're running, which you can't feasibly do, you're talking about, like, a minimum of 45 minutes. So it's, it's an interesting situation. And, you know, some of your buried survival instincts that you might not know you have sort of kick in. Sure. Yeah. So... Um, we're, we're just sort of feeling everybody out, seeing what, what the general vibe and energy is. And these guys were the karaoke guys. I'll, that's what I'll call them. Uh, they lit a, a pretty decent fire at like this stone hearth that's there that we love to use usually. And we would notice huge flare ups and then they would sort of go down and I'd be like, you know, what's going on with these guys? And I suspected maybe they had like a, an accelerant, like, you know, lighter fluid or something. And sure enough, sure enough, they did. And, I think they ran out and they didn't have any good wood to burn because everything was very wet. It poured. Yeah, it poured a couple of days ago. And we, uh, James was with us and he made uh, a a trade with them, good old fashioned barter. He gave them a (laughs) half, this is great, a half of a Snickers bar for a a slightly used, a gently used starter log. Sure enough, that's all we needed because. Sort of since we had set up camp, we found a spot to to build a little fire. We were gathering dry, burnable wood and, and sticks and branches and everything and kindling. My contribution was peanut shells. That actually <laughs> worked out pretty well. And we got the starter log. And sure enough, we were able to work that up. And I went down to another nearby campsite. And I saw a guy kind of like pop out of nowhere. I, I was familiar with the the area that he was staying in, though. And, you know, he was like, oh, I just came out to look for some firewood. And I said, that's that's why I'm here, too. And then I found a shedded snakeskin, which was a different story altogether, because that's a thing. There are copperheads up there. There's snakes, and you run into them sometimes. So that's kind of like a little element of danger added. But uh, once I got back to, to our, our campsite, and I was talking to everybody, you know, we're just hanging out, drinking, because that's like the victory sip. Once you get to the top of Blood Mountain... You take a couple flasks up, and it's it's extra satisfying because Matt and Dom already testified. It's intense. You're pretty whooped after that. It is. Oh, yeah. And Tara, you know, she was like, you know, invite him up. I was like, okay, yeah, he's a, he's a total stranger. We'll just see what happens. And he was awesome. Yeah. So shout out Jason. 
he came up. I told him, I was like, hey, if you guys need fire or whatever, just come on up. We're at the peak of the mountain. You can't miss us. It's a fire, and it's pitch black He did out. bring some good wood, too. So Yes, he, he yes. brought along his tithes yes. as well. And a phenomenal flashlight, I have to say. Yes, everything was great. Blew uh, all five of ours out of the water. Yep, he brought up some uh, a, a little bit of trash that was you know friendly to burn and everything. And it turns out that Jason and his hiking companion, Tara, so we had a Tara and a Tara, um, they joined us and we wound up hanging out and talking for well over an hour, maybe even two hours, basically the whole night until we ran out of food and alcohol and fun. <laughs> In the meantime, our karaoke friends came up and laid on the rock next to us and watched the stars. And we all talked about aliens and conspiracy theories. And yep. Got, cause we all agreed that when you sit down and stare up at the stars, you tend to get, uh, philosophical and think about some grandiose ideas and we found out that they were really cool guys i think the one guy's name was jameson if he ever somehow hears this uh shout out jameson but uh and he also instructed me how to best take advantage of my allegedly good camera on my iphone which is a 12 he was telling me about the night exposure (laughs) and set it to this setting and swipe up on the camera screen and all that because as usual nobody actually knows all the functions that their iphones have so, um, yeah, I got some really cool pictures with that. And to that effect, I have a couple of times in my life, I've been in places with very little light pollution. The best stars I've ever seen were in Costa Rica, like up on a mountain. And it was just mind blowing. This was, this might've been every bit as good. Yeah. Especially when we first got there, it was so clear. I wasn't looking too hard, but I did see two very prevalent shooting stars. Yeah, and, and oh I, yeah, yeah. I guess Tara brought up the fact that it, there was the uh, draconid or however you pronounce that meteor shower. So we definitely, I think, we caught a couple of it that. It peaked one night before we stayed, so we definitely got the trail. Yeah, exactly. And um, so we were just—you could see the Milky Way clear as day. I mean, a, a huge band all the way across the sky. That was beautiful, and it was just really cool that. Every time that we've gone up, the I'll say the previous four times we've gone up, we, you know, you pass people on the trail and you exchange your pleasantries, but that's about it. I felt safe knowing that there was other good people at the top of the mountain yes. with us. That's a really great thing. So I, you know, I was explaining to, to Dom because she was a little skittish about, you know, anything from large insects to snakes and bears. And it's like... To people. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's part of the territory. Like, I'm not naive. When you go camping in the woods, you're taking on a small amount of risk, certainly more than you are just sitting in your house. But um, I did promise you, Dom, that, yes, it would be tough to get up there, and it's a lot of work, and it's it's a, it's like a 24-hour affair. From the packing, the drive up there, which for us is about an hour and a half, hour 45, depending, uh, coming back, unpacking, getting all that nasty, wet shit, drying it out, cleaning it off, getting your shower, and all, like, it's... It's a big to-do, but it feels great. I will say I don't regret anything at all. I yep. had a phenomenal time. That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. You know, like I said, I think it was different having all those people there. Because I remember waking up at like 3 in the morning, had to pee, didn't know where I was for a while. But then like you woke up and you remember where everyone's at. And like you could pick out like six directions where yes. people you met were. And I'm sure that's not normal. When you're up there by yourself. Definitely. The, the most terrifying part of the trip in my experience was whenever we parked, we were scouting out the area and we found a giant millipede. And <laughs> yeah. Matt, I was sitting in the car. I was screwing around with it, obviously. <laughs> Matt grabbed it and he fake threw it at me and I screamed. That was probably the highest my heart rate was the whole entire trip. But That's good. I loved it. And there were some millipedes at the top. Yep. 
just a so, few and slugs everywhere because everything was not so as wet. Not juicy now. No, there and um, you know to your point, Matt. Like yeah, there's it. It is the seclusion is nice, but it's also nice knowing that there are like small groups of people kind of all around you, just, and you know you that you could hear them walk around. Like, exactly. Like I said, even while I was peeing, I heard someone scatter down the woods. I'm like, okay, I'm not I was woken one out up here if I get abducted. Yep. I was woken up this morning by a tent next to us saying, "Come on, let's go watch the sunset." Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard sunrise, that too. I'm sorry. Yeah, I heard that. Actually, that was the karaoke guys. Mm. Um, Which we should have expected where we were at. Like, it, we were yeah, I mean, so we, when I say we camped at the peak, there is literally like a little plaque, medallion, whatever, in like a big stone right at the very, very, very top of the mountain. Isn't it 1975 elevation? So almost 2,000 feet. 1979. Yeah. So, something, something like, like that. that. It's basically 2,000 feet. And that is right where we were camping. And, um, yeah, it's it's that's one of the greatest things is getting up there, watching sunset, and then waking up and watching sunrise. I didn't get up for sunrise this time only because uh, I'll talk about the sleep situation in a second. But what's on your mind, Dom? I you said yeah. two thousand elevation on my watch that I tracked. Our elevation gain was one thousand three hundred eighty foot. So for only two miles, I think that's pretty substantial elevation gain. Yeah, and and that's from the the trailhead, right? Yes. But, and by the way, for anybody who's interested, especially for Georgia listeners, where we always enter from is the Byron Reese trailhead. If you put that into Google Maps, you'll see exactly where it is. Um, also, for emergencies, you on both of our phones, you have AT&T, I have mm-hmm. T-Mobile. You actually do have service at the very, very top. Yeah, you could absolutely a make a call, did. a text, yep. a FaceTime. No, and mm. even in the base of the parking lot, nothing. But when you're at the very, very top, you do have a little bit. So for legitimate emergencies, it's a good thing. But in general, not unlike with Tommy's wedding... One of my favorite parts is I put my phone in my backpack before I go up the mountain and I don't take it out until I'm out of the parking lot. The only reason Dom did was for pictures, you know, and it's just, it's just such a wonderful feeling completely just blowing all that off and completely unplugging and not plus passing all those people too on the way up or down. Like that's comforting too. Yeah. If you're yeah. Work, Cause that is a long haul. And- Being that that was my very first time hiking and especially camping over whenever I thought logistically about being on the mountain two miles away from civilization, 45 minutes at best away from safety. It was very comforting to know that I do have a phone if worst case scenario. Absolutely. 100%. So sleeping, that's another funny thing that we all talked about today. So I, and, and, you know, I gave fair warning to everybody. Well, specifically Matt and Dom, cause they hadn't done this before, but like the hike is arduous. It feels great when you get up there, then you're setting up camp, starting to drink a little bit, you know, you watch the sunset, blah, 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 good times, good friends. It's everything's all uh, fun and games. Even going to bed is fun and exciting, especially because Tara does a, she does such a good job of like feathering our little nest. By the time we're going to bed, I look inside the tent. It looks beautiful. We got our thermorest pads up. We got the sleeping bags. I'm like, oh God, this looks amazing. I get in. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then... This is my personal experience, having done it many times at this point. From the time that you crawl into that tent to the time that you're crawling out the next morning, it's a terrible experience and you have no semblance of time. I feel like I did not sleep at all. I know that's not the case because I know for a fact I wasn't awake for eight straight hours. But I promise you, it was probably 50-50 and broken up in really horrible little 20-minute stints. And the next day, I'm feeling it now. You are just mm-hmm. drained. Not physically your body from all the, ex- the strenuous exercise, but it's a lot. After having a couple uh, shots of whiskey or rum, whatever we brought, I did mm-hmm. fall asleep and I woke up 
still pitch black out, and I thought it was about 2 a.m. Looked at my phone, it was 2 a.m., so my circadian clock was perfect. Yeah. But everything that Alex said is accurate. It's it it's a weird time that you just get sucked into, and it it's just weird. like, man, what is going on? I think it's crazy how close you sleep to the ground. You literally suck up the cold from the ground. Like, Okay, and caveat. I think that's what gets you a lot. So I, f- I feel bad. Brozich is, he's got the most meat on his bones out of all of us, and... Zitchy is never somebody who complains about being cold, so I knew he would be the best suited for it. With that being said, I only Tara and I only got Thermarest pads one or two campouts ago. I think maybe two. Doing it without one is not a good experience. It doesn't sound like a big deal because we even gave him these. We had an extra sleeping bag for Dom, and, and I had these two like fleece foreskin, if you will. Yeah, it's like a fleece foreskin that you just <laughs> over your body. And it does not, it does not give you the protection that you need from the elements. It's really weird, and you get very cold quickly. In his defense, he will throw a fit if it's any warmer than sixty degrees in a house. True. So. Well, when I started, outdoor I took, and indoor temperatures are different. <laughs> when I we started, it was warm in there. I took my zip up off, and then it was fine. But like I said, just being on the ground, you could feel it coming from the ground. Like it's weird because. More, or more accurately, you can feel it leaving your body. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're just like, well, like, I'm just hemorrhaging heat. In the wild, put you know hay or something underneath there. Yes, I tried to it's cuddle, crazy. but that was a hard no from you. So, yeah, and that's the thing. He he could have put on three <laughs> hoodies, and there's no insulation. Like you're still gonna lose it. So the good news is, I don't think it got any colder than 58, 59. It's also very windy up there. The one thing, yeah, it wasn't that bad. The one thing you guys didn't have to deal uh, contend with too much, which is good is a lot of the time I feel like that we've gone camping uh, and we've gone throughout like late spring, summer, and early fall. This might have been the the latest one we've done. I don't know. Maybe we did one in November one time. But anyways, it usually rains at some point, and I don't think it rained. What's funny is you're you're above clouds in some point. Not, yeah, fog, whatever. But like you you are sitting in a soup of water vapor. Well, it only came down when the wind came through. Yes. You'd hear the wind and the leaves would shake and then you'd feel it on there. And as soon thought, as you yeah. hear, yeah, as soon as you That's hear it. the, the so. tree shake, all of a sudden you hear like, like this rain come down for two seconds. It's not rain. It's literally all the condensation or the dew on the tree falling on your, your Which, rain. There wasn't that much up there. Like no. C- compared to where we were. No, definitely could have been a lot worse. So, uh, like I said, a lot of times I've been up there, there's a pouring storm in the middle of it. And it's like, it sounds like it would be really re- relaxing. It's kind of stressful. Well, I, when it's I pouring. woke up at like yeah. four to pee and like that flashlight, you could see the fog so thick. Yes, I know what so, you mean. You can see all yeah. the little molecules of water basically yep. flying through the air. So that's... It's- it's so dead quiet whenever you're up there, especially whenever our camping friends fell asleep, that any rustle of wind is a suspicious sound to you, which Alex forewarned yes. me. <laughs> if you hear something creepy, just know it's the wind. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'll be fine. But throughout the night, I definitely heard a lot of things, and I just had to reassure myself, like, it's just the wind. Yes. It's weird sounds, and it was, but it's different. If you've never done it before, it's definitely shocking. Yeah, two of my campouts up there, I can tell you that I was... Basically on my back, eyes like wide open in horror all night because your mind just plays tricks on you. Like you you see these shadows and then you hear these sounds and you're like, 
there is either an axe murderer or a bear six inches to my right. And you're you're 100% convinced, and the only reason that you wind up believing that it's not is because you don't die and there was never anything there to begin with. Alex scared the absolute shit out of me last <laughs> night because I heard him leave his tent. I saw the flashlight shining into our tent. And then I thought I heard him come back. It was quiet for a while. And then five minutes later, there's footsteps and a light shining. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. He just woke up somebody. They're coming to kill us now. And it's just like your perception is so distorted whenever you don't have the time, like readily available. You don't have light. You're you're susceptible. It's similar to the feeling that I describe when you get up, when you wake up out of a bad dream. Like you're just... It's almost like your naive, your brain is naive into just believing sure. something you're terrible. You're vulnerable. Is you're at vulnerable. you're two miles up. Yes. One time I read this statistic that like animals wake up because they know they're in danger. Humans can sleep forever because well, whenever you're in a house or somewhere sheltered, but up there you're not sheltered. Like in the grand scheme of things, you're really not that safe. Right. And it's you're totally it disturbs not. your sleep. It disturbs everything that we know. It's very true. Hey, the uh, the wife has decided to join us. Happy anniversary, Tara. Happy anniversary. She's back. And also, we have, since Tara's joining us here for the end of this episode, we're adding an extra drink to the mix. Why don't you tell everybody what you're drinking and why it's so important? Um, it's a Monday Night Brewing Death Raptor Killer IPA, 6.9%. The reason it is relevant is because today on our drive home from our hike, I saw a Ford Raptor, and on it, the license plate said Clever Girl oh, yeah. in reference to Jurassic Park. So yeah, the like Raptor IPA movie. is tied in. Yes, yeah. yes indeed. Metasaurus so NFT to the moon. My Blood Orange IPA and his Appalachia IPA. Yep. Blood Mountain Orange IPA and Raptor. Basically, right? Zichy has the beer that is just not connected to anything. So should we kick him out? Probably. Hold this, on. Did, this, yeah, did, it, did it take... How long did it take to get up there? Was it close to 90 minutes? Yeah. We're going to go with that. Yeah. yeah 90 definitely. minute. Mm. Well, if that keeps him on the episode, then we got to. That's true. Mm. Tara, what was your, <laughs> what was your favorite part about the hike and camp out? And what was your least favorite part? Killer. My yeah. least favorite part was my backpack because it is not designed for backpacking. It is designed for school backpack. And my Which favorite. Which I had to take over for half of the hike. Sweet, yeah, sweet Tara. My favorite. What was my favorite part? Probably um, the views hiking down this morning on the dawn of our anniversary. Yeah, that was really amazing waking up on top of Blood Mountain surrounded by people we love. In clouds. In so a, Yeah, literally in the clouds. And I was like, happy anniversary. Like So cool. when we were descending, you could see off in the distance like the clouds settling in valleys. And that was that was cool. I haven't seen that too often in my life. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. I had to give Tara a shout out because she has the hiking equipment, but she is phenomenal and lended it to us. Well, actually, actually, I was using, technically ours. that's your pack, ours, yep. but you brought it into the relationship. That's what I and brought. And shout out to <laughs> G-Man. That's all she brought. <laughs> so the youngest Slice Bro, aka James's brother, he lent his one man stuff to James, and James was the star of the show who lent his stuff to you guys. So he's the reason why you guys were so well. So shout out to everybody. Cheers, James. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> we I I showed up with my Marshall's carry-on book bag. 
my Marshall's book bag that was my plain carry-on. Yep. I looked at Tara, and I was like, okay, is this good? She's like, oh, no, we we actually have hiking book bags. So totally. had it not been for them, I would have been up the hill with a Marshall's book bag. And sore shoulders. I think we, I we blew you guys away because when I explained, you know, put this on, blah, 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 and then once you make sure that everything is actually adequately like tied on, all the weight is on your hips. Whoever created that honestly deserves millions of dollars. They probably, uh, they probably have it. Probably made millions of dollars. They deserve millions and a good life. Yes, I agree. They they made a wonderful outdoor nat- nature experience just t- so much more accessible because mm-hmm. I remember even, I think the first and maybe the second time, whoa, this is going to blow my mind and I got to tell everybody about it in a second. But anyways, <laughs> wow, what was I saying? Okay, tell the people hold on, now. Hold on, hold on. The first or second time that... We went up there. We were carrying a three-person tent and didn't have the proper gear for anything. And it was an, just just carrying something as opposed to having it properly strapped to your back is a literal nightmare. So moving on to what just blew my mind, Tara with her social anxiety was just picking at her uh, beer can. And then, I say that lovingly and jokingly, I realized there was a wrap around the can. This is not a Lundy IPA. Or wait, is it? Okay, wait Did a they rebrand? I've seen this on social if media anyone, before. If anyone from Monday Night Brewing listens to this ever... I'm going to hit them up. Kudos to you for reducing, reusing, and recycling because mm. I have a feeling Reduce. that they bought too many of these or had too many Tricycle. manufactured, reused it, and then just rebranded it with this sticker... Or the Lundy IPA wasn't selling, and then they just put the stickers on it to make it I fun and interesting. No, this is a 7.1%, and this is a 6.9%. <gasps> okay, so that's... So it's a totally different beer, but they used a can that had something else printed on it. Mm-hmm. I have seen this on social media before, and people weird. like yeah. flip the fuck out. Yeah, I don't something, trust it either. It's a little little questionable. I love the name Lundy the IPA. Raptor. Monday this night, we just think caught of you. I need a cucumber or cream I cheese like sandwich. This. I'm going to keep this. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but I'm going to keep cucumber it. cucumber cream cheese. Tara, I'm so happy that you're happy. It's the little things. It is the little things. And that's the lovely couple. Yes, that's us. That's what makes it work. So um, while we're wrapping up, you guys, we talked primarily about hiking, camping, Blood Mountain. Again, shout out and big love to Jason and Tara because you guys made our, our trip that I mean, it actually, it was for me. It was the best part. I mentioned that like community at the top of the mountain was the best part for me this that time. That made it so worth it. Yes. Fellowship, fellowship, mountain fellowship. So they that were was super from awesome. Florida. Alex and Tara are from Atlanta, from and Pittsburgh. we're from Pittsburgh. So yeah, and obviously we're originally Coast. from from PA as well. Yeah. So yeah, all East Coast fans. Like saying goodbye in the morning was kind of cool. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. We got a picture with them. We took some we took some trash down the mountain for them because they were. They had two more days of hiking still on the trail to go and um, wish the best of them. Hope they have a a great experience there. And it'll be cool because by the time I'm going to get this episode cranked out and they can hopefully listen to this in the car driving back eight hours to Florida. So um, hope they had a great trip. Looking forward to hearing back from them because obviously you got a CHP business card. So we'll see the picture that he took and everything. Subtle flex. Yeah, yeah of, of course. I mentioned that um, Craft Heads is perfect for long road trips. Yes, it definitely is. Definitely. Especially because if you look at our catalog of episodes, 
Uh, you might be interested in all 130 or you might be interested in 13, but I promise you, you'll be interested in some of them. Just look at the title, check it out, scan the description if you're intrigued by the tr title, and you should have a decent idea of what we're going to be talking about. But um, Craft Heads is, is alive and well. I know we're not on a on a real schedule right now. It's it's kind of impractical to to commit to like, oh, we're going to release on Tuesdays or whatever. So we're just I'm trying to do as many as we can. Tara and I have a big movie rundown coming soon. Yep. Uh, I know we get a lot of positive feedback from that, so I'm glad you guys enjoy that. I created a new channel on the CHP Discord just for the movie recommendations so that you can reference them at any time very easily in a chart. Um, and send us recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on that note, patreon.com slash craftheadspodcast if you want to support us and join the Discord craftheadspodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email and let us know your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, all that good stuff. And any parting thoughts, Dom and Matt? I have one. And Tara? So we saw this initially at um, Jake and Kelly's. Are we going to have them be the first, second folks in our guest book of visitation? Oh, yeah. We have to indoctrinate them tonight. And do you want to tell the listeners about what we're talking about? Yeah, so... They can tell us what we're talking about because I don't know. On the fly, <laughs> this is a cool idea. So we stole the idea from Jake and Kelly, our friends down in, in Tampa. We have a guest book okay. for you guys to sign. And it's all bullshit. It's not like, oh, we had so much fun. Like... Unless you I'm want to write that. Put, put all of our bullshit and... I'll write the girly version for you as well. Do whatever, and you'll see what Drawings their previous entry was. Like Drawings, Drawings are, are required. Actually. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, there's some yeah. funny weirdness. Sketches. I like yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so we go down to, um, for example, like we'll go down to see Jake and Kelly, and we'll open up their guest book, and everyone else... Other than Brady, everyone else has these like nicely written, like, oh my God, it was so good to see you, had so much fun, blah, blah, blah. Something you'd write at a wedding yeah. guest book. And like talking about like their, their general vibes. And then you get to the pages that we have and nothing is written down, but like maybe two to three words of a phrase that means absolutely nothing. A and joke then, we made and that then, weekend. And then like fucked up drawings of shit that we just taught. Like, I don't even know. It it's just insane. Of, uh, wedding. When yes. What I say to do best of luck. Or something really yeah. dumb. You yeah. know how whenever you, specifically you, Jake, and I spend time together, Matt, and like there's new things, like there might be 10 after 24 hours of hanging out with each other. That's basically what winds up happening. So the guest book. It's an update. Thank you, Tara. Yeah. So we'll pull that out tonight. We'll have oh, them. Yeah. I'm beyond excited to write a, Draw a blurb it. in there, if you will. Absolutely. I think you had something else before Tara jumped in with the guest oh, I was going to say I want to thank Alex and Tommy for letting us be a part of this podcast. Hell yeah. This has been a bucket list dream. Yeah, you said you wanted to be on a podcast. Is there anything else that you want to cover while you are on the podcast, Dom? Because like we don't have to wrap it up. Yeah. Fun fact for the listeners, I have an extra bone in my right ankle. <clears throat> oh, mm -hmm. it's so awesome. Ex God gave you a spare. Yeah, so it's called an accessory navicular. So essentially it's just an extra navicular bone. Um... I typically don't have problems with it unless there's like strenuous activity with no support, which was me and my New Balance so Amazon tennis shoes. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, no. By the end, my ankle was throbbing. So yeah. hiking boots and or a ankle brace. I'll definitely find <laughs> those bags though. Yeah. Sure. It yeah. Is, it is. If you're doing like a Even single, if you don't hike, having that, you could carry so much. I agree. Like, it's yeah. it's just a good practical item to own, especially with you the apocalypse care. coming. I would say, yeah, yeah you can carry weapons to kill, bury, yeah. and then just leave. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a snack. No big deal. No big deal. Okay. S speaking of Blood Mountain, 
more snacks. That's my only recommendation. You know, but I'm I, also like Kirby. If anybody I knows often, who that is. I often take <laughs> too more manpower. Yeah, I, I often take yeah. too much food, and I will say the thing that I really liked about this trip is I intentionally enjoyed and ate every piece of food stuffs that I brought yeah. up yeah, and then I was drunk and then tear into the food. Yeah, exactly. And we, we took just enough food. liquor in the sense that we drank it all and enjoyed it all. But we were kind of, I, I, I said this to uh, everybody on the way home. If we had more, we would have drunk more and then it would yeah. have been too much. So it was, it was perfect. I was comfortably tipsy to not be afraid to go to bed. Mm-hmm. That's Same. good. I was going to say the one thing about food. We did this one time. The last time we went up blood mountain we prepared, and again, we only went up for one night. So it's not like you're going into the wilderness for days on end. But what we did was before we left, we cut up um, mushrooms, onion, bell pepper, and already basically cooked kielbasa, like sausage. Kielbasa? Which is, do you ever had kielbasa? It's, it looks like sausage, but it comes in like a big kielbasa. I have a kibos- feeling I know what you're going to say. Is kielbasa a Pittsburgh term? Yes, it is. That's and it's a horrible. Pork, yeah. Throw so it away. Kielbasa, it's not a word. And the, reason, like and the reason and the reason I like kielbasa is because you don't have to like sear it to shit to know that it's good to eat. You kind of just like warm it up because yeah. it's already mm-hmm. perfect to eat, but like ew, it's slimy and cool. Ugh. But we took all those pre-cut ingredients in separate bags and we took um bamboo like wooden skewer, kebab skewers. Sure. So then we made our own homemade kebabs of whatever you wanted to put on your skewer. We cooked it over the campfire and when you're done with your kebab, you throw your uh, wooden stick in the fire. So there's like no waste to it other than like your um, Ziploc bags, which was awesome. Mm. And it's super healthy. So like Alex, I have, I think they're Marshalls, but it's a, uh, you could carry like a whole case of beer in it, but holds a bunch of ice but like for food and stuff that'd be great yeah that'd be perfect yep but you just need to figure out what you want to carry and it would be nice like to for have... food too once you eat it you have a lot of space for like you know you can yep. carry all that stuff all the way down but yeah it's it'd be nice to have beer on top of the mountain but it is the it's the number one most impractical thing yeah. to bring because it weighs well, as much as I, I are you Karaoke speaker might be more. You're right. Karaoke speaker is the worst possible thing to take up in beer. Yeah. If I had two. a choice between karaoke speaker, or actually, I would say even karaoke system because it might be more than just the speaker. I would vouch for a whole case of beer. Like I'd rather drag a case of beer to the top of a I mountain. Agree. Yes, than a, I agree. than that. And also, what was I going to? I was going to say something. I don't know. I'm in literal hell right now. I'm just pouring sweat. I know. From this, it's, it's not good. I wish I could take out my anger on somebody, but I don't have anybody to direct it at. Pool, that's you disappointing. Pool violently. Is it really pronounced kielbasa? Yes. Kielbasa is not a word. That makes me want to actually murder a child. Dom, I, I renounce almost everything about Western PA English because oh, it's absolutely. horrible. If you yeah. use a double negative, go fuck yourself. <laughs> We can end it on that. I like that. Yeah. You can get it. If that's the the podcast, I will never talk to you again. Oh, it'll be on there. (laughs) And and for the record, I agree with you. My aunt uses them, so. Fuck you, Aunt Lori. I don't know no one who says them. Oh. That's that's how I'm ending it. Nice. I was like, I got
Sometimes that happens with me on work calls and like I rush people off the phone. And one of these days, I'm not going to be able to get them off and be like, look, I have to shit. Sorry, I'm having an emergency. Yeah, like I'm literally going to shit. So you need to leave me alone. Yeah.